Are you a lucky person? Does luck play a big part in your success? Luck is often considered a mystery, but more and more studies are actually revealing its pivotal role in success. The good news is, every one of us can become luck magnets, attracting countless lucky brains. If that sounds good to you, let's get started. You are in luck today. Welcome to a book with bubble tea, with your host Mira He. Here, I share takeaways from East Asian books on parenting, startups, and self-growth. Seeking insights beyond the typical English shelf? Want to be a better parent and achieve more in life? You are in the right place. Grab your bubble tea and let's dive in. Welcome to a new episode of A Book with Bubble Tea. I'm your host Mira. In today's show, we are diving into how to get luckier. Have you ever met someone who just seems like luckier than others? Where every single coincidental event in their life just works out in their favor. They seem to gain benefits or opportunities so effortlessly, and there's always someone to help them out if they are in problem. Right? If they face challenges, they can easily turn adversity into advantage. Hard to imagine. Well, I had a friend at uni just like that. In my eyes, she's such a luck magnet. But you know what is luck really? Why do some just seem luckier than others? I actually never consider myself lucky. I just don't think you know those lucky breaks would happen to me. Luck to me used to be a complete black box. You know, I envy those people who are naturally lucky, but I just don't believe you know it would be me. It felt almost like natural beauty, something you either born with or without. But this book changed how I view luck completely. It's not just about how important luck is in our success, but also how it can be cultivated. Yep, that's right. Luck is not something that just lands on us. It's something we can actively pursue and create. The book I'm going to share about today is called "Get Lucky: Nine Small Habits Create Big Luck for You," and the author of the book, Shen Liu, he is definitely a firm believer in this. And now let's talk a bit about the author. Shen Liu, or Liu Shen, in Chinese. He is a renowned and multi-talented media personality. He's just so talented. He's a DJ. He's a radio host. He's a podcaster, brand consultant, event organizer, and above all, a celebrated author. He was originally born in Taiwan and moved to the U.S. at age eight. Finished his education at Harvard University with a bachelor and a master degrees in psychology. Then he returned to Taiwan at age twenty-nine. Inspired by his father Yuan Liu, who is a best-selling author in mainland China and Taiwan, Shen published his first essay at age nineteen. And in the past ten years, he's been leveraging his background knowledge in psychology and published several books on psychology and its application in understanding ourselves better. You know how we can be more proactive, happier, and luckier. And this book, Get Lucky. Published in 
is his earlier foray into this topic. In Get Lucky, Xuan embarks on a journey to answer one question: How can we shape our personal and surrounding environments to foster more lucky breaks in our lives? I think we need to define what luck means here in this book. So. Luck here in this book is not about winning the lottery or you know miraculously surviving in a natural disaster. To the author, you know this kind of luck is purely by chance. What he meant by lucky break is a high leverage lucky opportunity. These are moments when something small happens but leads to significant outcomes. For instance, a, a single glance might lead someone to their life partner, or a brief conversation could attract a mentor's attention. It could even be a spur of the moment inspiration that kickstarts a successful career, like the famous story of graffiti artist David Cho. You might have heard about it, who was commissioned by Facebook in 2005 to paint some murals on their walls、uh, for 60,000 U.S. dollars. But instead of taking the cash, David Cho was offered、um, the company stock, and he decided to take a chance, and he took the stock instead of the cash. Back then, he thought like you know, social media was completely ridiculous, and Facebook was just a startup, right? Facebook started in two thousand four, so we are talking about two thousand five. It's nowhere near where it is now, but this decision made him an estimated two hundred million U.S. dollars when Facebook went public in twenty twelve. And assume he kept his stock till now. Based on Facebook's current stock price, he would be a billionaire, not even a millionaire anymore. And this all came from that lucky break. But what made David make that decision? And what makes someone luckier than the others? The author believes the answer lies in our mindsets. The author first reviewed the famous study by Dr. Richard Wiseman and found that lucky people seem to share some similarities or commonalities in their personal traits, like they are good at noticing and capitalizing on unexpected opportunities, and they trust their intuitions when it comes to making decisions, and they actually rely on it quite a lot. And they also maintain a strong belief in their own luck and the potential for their life to get better. Lastly, they adopt a blessing in disguise kind of attitude when they face challenges or setbacks, and this often transforms difficult situations into a positive blessing in the end. So, based on Dr. Wiseman's、uh, study, the author further conducted his research from three areas. They are positivity. Are there any personal traits most correlated with being lucky or feeling lucky? Mindfulness. You know, can anything actually help us improve our intuition so we can, you know, identify those potential opportunities better? Network opportunities come from people, right? How can we manage our human network so it yields more luck for us? And this book is his answer to these questions. In it, he identified nine habits that we can immediately apply to make ourselves luckier. He organized them into three chapters, which he called the Get Lucky Trilogy. They are Part One, Get Positive; Part Two, Tune Up; Part Three, Connect People. Well, I don't have time to go through all nine habits, obviously, but you know, I'll pick one from each part of the trilogy to help us become luckier. Duck. 
Now it comes. Three habits that will make us instantly luckier. One, get positive. Watch your self-efficacy. People with high self-efficacy are just substantially luckier than those who aren't. Well, simply because they believe any challenges can be overcome, and they devote themselves completely to whatever they do, overcoming failures and just being passionate about their lives and hobbies in general. But those with low self-efficacy, you know, tend to avoid challenges and are more likely to just dwell on past failures and lose confidence easily. Self-efficacy is actually a combination of our abilities, our faith in ourselves. And our agency. Agency here means the power for us to initiate actions from within. We need all three ingredients to capture opportunities. Like Oprah Winfrey once said, "For me, luck is preparation meeting the moment of opportunity. There is no luck without you being prepared to handle that moment of opportunity." Your self-efficacy is your web for capturing lucky moments. And we might need different ingredients to up our game for our self-efficacy enhancement at different times. Like sometimes we need to improve our abilities, sometimes we need to give ourselves a confidence boost, and sometimes we just need to be our own cheerleaders to give it a go. Right? The rest is just about being persistent until your lucky breaks arrive. From the description of high and low self-efficacy. I can definitely see myself falling into the low self-efficacy category. That probably explains why often I see myself letting go of opportunities without even trying. But I remember、uh, a few episodes in my life where I just knew it was meant to happen. Against all odds, I didn't care. Just like I knew it was meant to be. Like leaving Taiwan to go to Japan to study was one. And I couldn't explain what happened exactly. It just the way I felt at that moment. I always knew I would go abroad to study, but I just never thought about you know going to Japan. And I didn't think it would be as early as for the undergraduate study. But you know sometimes something just happened like that, right? So one ordinary lunch break in my high school, I just noticed the school announcement about a senior coming to share her experiences of studying in Japan. And out of curiosity, I decided to go there to check it out. Japan was never on my list for overseas study, but somehow I was just instantly drawn to it when I heard the senior's presentation. It's just like meeting, you know, Mr. Right. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit odd, but that's exactly how I feel. I feel like my face was turning red. I feel like I was blushing, and I just feel like this is the right thing to do. And I knew at that moment I gotta do something. Against my usual tendency of procrastinating, I actually finished all the required documentation for application within one week, and、um, I also persuaded my parents to let me go. I mean, it's easy to persuade my dad, but my mom was really difficult. I mean, it was almost like a family revolution. She got so many worries, like financial wise, and then also like, what am I gonna do overseas, etc. And finally, we reached an agreement. If I manage to get like full、uh, tuition fee reduction scholarship, then she would let me go. Otherwise, I would have to stay in Taiwan. So a few weeks later, I got the result for my application. I was accepted, and I was offered seventy five percent tuition fee reduction. And I was like, "Oh,、uh, what does that mean? Am I going or am I not going?" But somehow, you know, deep down, I just knew it was meant to happen. 
And as I expected, you know, a few weeks later, I got another letter from the school saying they have revised my application and decided to give me 100% tuition fee reduction scholarship instead. And I was like, holy moly, this is real. This is really going to happen. I feel I was the luckiest person on earth. And that decision completely changed my life. It was that lucky break of noticing the school announcement, coupled with high self-efficacy, you know, just went for it, finished my application, and then just trust and believe that I would make it, really made it happen. And I also believe in God, and I believe that, you know, he's working behind the scene magically as well. So whenever you feel stuck or unlucky, just think about the three components of your self-efficacy, your ability, your faith in yourself, you know, or, you know, your agency, right? And see which one you may be lacking and try to boost them, work on them, and you will instantly up your chances of getting luckier. Two, tune up. Tuning up is like having your brain working in the background for you, screening for potential opportunities. So you got to tune your brain into the right channel, okay? How do you do that? First, ensure your mind isn't full of clutter. Be mindful, but not mindful. Writing down your thoughts, meditating, having a special song to calm your heart, or taking deep breaths, these are all very effective ways to calm a racing and restless mind. Once your mind is calm and free of unnecessary things, then tune it into the right channel. The author suggests to write down specific, realistic, and actionable goals or objectives for your mind to focus on. Instead of giving something very vague, try to be specific. Like, you know, instead of saying, I want to be rich, you should say, well, I want to achieve annual gross salary of one million in three years. Then think about realistic means to reach that goal. Like, you know, you can start to invest in stocks or finding a sales role with high commission. Among all channels, like, what can you do now to get started? But make sure you're being honest with yourself, okay? Because tuning in is very powerful. You don't want your brain to focus on the wrong stuff. And you can apply the same technique to your daily schedule as well. Now write down three tasks for the next day and post them where you work. They serve as cues, now helping your brain subconsciously spot resources and opportunities. One thing very important, out of these three tasks, you need to make sure at least one should be important but not urgent because we tend to focus on urgent stuff all the time and we kind of neglect those things which are important but not urgent. But you got to do those things which are important but not urgent too if you want to have a long-term benefits. Three, connect. Your weak connections are actually more valuable than your close ones. You know, when we face challenges or troubles, you know, it's natural for us to want to seek help from our close friends or families. But the author actually says, if you want to have a lucky break, your weak connections are actually more valuable and more helpful than your close ones. Because people you have weak connection with tend to have like different social circles than you do, and then they may know opportunities that you don't. And close connections require a lot of energies and resources and time for us to maintain. 
So you can only keep certain number of it. It's hard to go above that. But now, thanks to the rise of social media, you can actually have an infinite amount of weak connections on your social network. Right? It's unlimited, as many as you wish, and these are all resources that you can leverage on. I remember I had a previous colleague who had a luck break with her job hunt. So back then, me and her were just regular employees, and our whole team was being made redundant due to some project restructuring from the headquarters. But instead of feeling stressed about him, she went through her phone book and started to call whoever that might be of help to her. And in no time, she was offered a position at Samsung UAE. And guess what? It's from someone she barely knew. The author also suggests that you know when we interact with others, don't forget to be generous. Adopt the mentality of a giver. Don't be afraid to share our connections, knowledge, creativity, or positive vibes with others, because these resources are actually infinite. The more we share, the more opportunities there will be, and the more we can benefit from it later on. I've also experienced lucky breaks through my weak connections.、Uh, one instance I remember so vividly. Was you know quite inexplicable yet like purely coincidental. In September 2010, I embarked on a journey、uh, to go to the UK to pursue my master degree. And at the airport, I just ran into another girl around my age who was also leaving Taiwan for voluntary work in Tuvalu. We kept each other company during the layover and exchanged contact information before parting our ways. And to be very honest, right? I didn't expect to hear from her again. After all, like how many acquaintances do we meet and just never stay in contact with? But surprisingly, a few months later, into my studies at Oxford, I actually received a postcard from her, sent directly to my college dorm from Tuvalu. It wasn't an email or a Facebook message, but a physical postcard. Do you even know where Tuvalu is? It's a small island in Oceania with only twelve thousand inhabitants, and basically the country is at risk of sinking due to global warming and rising sea level. And、uh, from time to time, I would see her asking for votes for her online essay competitions about her travel experiences, and that's how we managed to keep our connection alive. But the real lucky breaks came few years later. After I had left school, got married, and decided to start my bed and breakfast business in London, I took a trip back home to Taiwan. She saw my Facebook message about going home and just randomly asked me out for a coffee to catch up. And during the coffee time, I just casually shared with her about my bed and breakfast plan, and she said, "Well, actually, I think I can help you with that." I didn't know, but she was actually a blogger with a good number of viewers of her blog, and she offered to write a free article featuring my business, my bed and breakfast, on her blog. And basically, that's how I got my first bed and breakfast booking. And then they just kept on coming from her blog. It was a chance encounter with a weak connection, who is a generous giver with a pure heart, that helped me establish myself from zero bookings to full capacity in no time. I am so grateful to what she did for me till now. Well, here it comes the bonus tip. The author says if you find the nine habits too complicated and just want to do one thing, it should be this: write your daily journal of gratitude. 
people who are grateful are generally more positive, energetic, have more friends, have more richer relationships with other people, are more resilient to setbacks, feel more in control of their lives. They sleep better, they exercise more and enjoy better health and immunity and earn more money. The other side of the Rind and P. Bordia's 1995 research showing that waiters and waitresses who wrote thank you on receipt received more tips than those who didn't. So being grateful can certainly help you earn more money. The author says, being grateful and lucky is a self-reinforcing loop. Because being grateful means you are generally more positive, which attracts more opportunities that make you feel lucky. When you feel lucky, you tend to be even more grateful, further attracting more opportunities. Writing a gratitude journal is easy. Just write down 10 things that you are grateful for and how they help you. Like you can say, I'm grateful for the weather today. It makes me feel great when the wind breathes through my skin. Or, you know, I'm just so happy like somebody gave me seat on a bus. And it just makes me feel so great. If you find writing 10 things too difficult, then just start with three. The most important thing is to get it started and don't stop because writing a gratitude journal has been proven to be a simple, but you know, it has long lasting positive benefits on us. In this book, the author unpacks the mystery of luck for us. Luck is no longer a black box, but you know, rather an outcome we can manipulate or at least increase the odds of achieving, you know, by improving our vibes of positivity, you know, improving our self-advocacy, tuning our minds to the right things that truly matter and managing our weak connections and being a giver in sharing our network, creativity and opportunities with others, we can enhance our chances of experiencing lucky breaks. These are all wonderful advice. But what this book truly did for me, what it unlit, some part of my memories that I have long forgotten. It brought back so many incidences where, you know, I got helped from others that I barely knew and experienced uh, a lucky breaks. Even how I first got to know my husband, you know, then a stranger was also my lucky breaks too. I took many things that had happened for granted. And this book reminded me that, you know, who I am now is not 100% because of myself, but many people and many incidences that have helped me in becoming who I am. Start the habit of writing the journal of gratitude and keep it going. Often then we realize we receive far more from our surrounding than we deserve. So definitely be humble be grateful. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to leave us five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would love to read your comments. There's also a survey form. So if you have a minute, please do help me fill it out. I'd love to get to know you more. Lastly, do follow us on Instagram at a book with bubble tea, where I share bite-sized takeaways from each book. All right, until next time, Let's continue reading while enjoying our bubble tea. See you next time!